Here we go. Hey, Brian. Hey, John. How are you? I think this is going to be a good one, Brian. Yeah, I agree, especially because it's sort of a topic you hear a lot about lately, but at the same time might not fully understand what it is or what it means. And, and, and that's the topic of emotional intelligence. Um, you know, we've done some work internally on this, and I've led a leadership session on this topic. But there was a recent article um, on entrepreneur.com, and, and we'll post this link um, to that episode in the description. And, you know, when I was reading that, I, I thought this is the perfect skill for us to talk about on here because yep. it's not going anywhere. And quite honestly, it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a forever skill for sure. And, and the good news is, we have Dr. Samantha Mattising with us today, who just happens to be the author of that entrepreneur article that uh, that Brian mentioned, and she's going to help all of us understand what emotional intelligence means, the uh, professional benefits of being someone who exhibits emotional intelligence, and maybe ho hopefully she can give us some tips on how we can become more emotionally intelligent. Welcome, Dr. Samantha. Thanks for joining us. Ah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you guys. And uh, we, we welcome your um, your puppy as well, because you, 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 did, you did warn us that we might be here. <laughs> Puppies are always welcome. Always welcome on this show. <laughs> so um, before we get started, um, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Samantha. She's a leadership and mindset expert. She's the founder and CEO of Athena Business Consulting, where she focuses on leadership training, consulting, and executive coaching. She's a frequent media contributor. Like we mentioned, we found her through her entrepreneur.com article, but she's also appeared on networks like Fox and CBS, NBC, and all those. Um, and on top of that, she's a best-selling author. By the way, Dr. Smith, I got to tell you, I, I love that term, mindset expert. What, is it, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so your mindset is your set of beliefs, your self-perception, and it influences how you think, how you feel, how you behave, and how your brain makes sense of the world, right? So for me, for more than 20 years, I have focused on human behavior and potential, how our brain is shaped by our experience, why do we think the things that we think, why do we feel the way that we feel, why do we do the things that we do? And so it's all rooted in psychology. And so for me, that's that's the work that I've been doing for more than 20 years. God, I love that. I might steal that mindset expert. Um, all right. <laughs> so your, John, how your brain makes sense of the world. Think yeah. about that for a second. Yeah. I, I don't know that, I, yeah. <laughs> that I'm ready to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I even want to know you that. Know what? You know what? I, what I would say, I mean, and this is, this is why I do the work that I do, right? So um to me if you understand how the brain works and how we behave why we behave the way that we do you understand everything because it's everything is filtered through the brain so if you understand that you get everything yeah that's that's, that's great so 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 dr smith let's start with the obvious question which is what is emotional intelligence and i and i have to tell you whatever you say I'm stealing this definition and making it the one that I use. So, so please, for, for my sake, keep it simple and don't get all technical. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna try my best to make it as simple as possible. So Good. I would say the, the simplest way to define it is uh, emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and in others. And then it's your ability to use that awareness to manage your own behavior and then the relationships. 
Oh, I love that. Brian, Brian what, do you, what do you say? Do you, you, um, would you consider yourself emotionally intelligent? Well, you know, I, I, I'll answer this. <laughs> I, I <think laughs> That's a trick question, those, I think. <laughs> well, but I think it's one of those things that I think is always evolving, right? Because yeah. I think you're constant. I think you constantly recognize, right, those behaviors um, that that take place, and then, you know, I, I, I this is such a fascinating topic for me because I will tell you that over the course of of especially the past year or so, I think your abilities or the need to be able to connect on an emotional level are heightened more than they have ever been um, in the past. And I, and I think, John, this kind of ties back to some of the other conversations around other topics we are going to do on this podcast, right? Specifically around sort of those so forever skills. And, and I think this is such an important one because, you know, how we work together and, and how we are aware of sort of our emotions and the impact that they play in others' emotions, I think is just such a, such an interesting thing. So yeah. Dr. Samantha, why do you think this is getting so much attention lately? I mean, I gave some example, an example of, of what I've seen over the past year, but I mean, in your article, you mentioned uh, a Dr. Goldman bringing this concept mainstream sort of 25 years ago. But I have to tell you, I feel like we only started really hearing a yeah. lot about this. And I mean, at least once a day, a year or so ago. Yeah. So what's driving that? Well, I mean, I think collectively, we are finally realizing the value of managing your own emotions, right? And then mm -hmm. really noticing what's going on with other people, right? Because I, I often see, you know, on social media, where we say, um, you may not know what another person is going through. And honestly, I think that's the thing. It's oftentimes, we don't pay attention to what is going on with other people. We just assume everybody is, quote, unquote, fine. Um, but, you know, recognizing your own emotions, managing them, and then seeing what's going on with others, noticing other people's, you know, cues, their nonverbal cues, and then behaving accordingly. I think we're realizing how important that is. I mean, EI, which is like the shorthand version of emotional intelligence, it drives, it is sort of the driving force behind effective communication. But then most of us are not working in an office together anymore, right? So people are working from home, so much more virtual uh, communication, things are getting lost perhaps in translation, I think people are realizing that whether you're in the office with somebody or not, emotional intelligence and being able to communicate effectively is really important. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I would also say that, you know, it's interesting because as leaders in the business, um, or even, you know, anybody within the business, I think you have to be under the um, realization that you may be talking to someone who two years ago was, you know, a, an employee, always was a mom or a dad or, or whoever as well, but they weren't sort of balancing the number of hats that they are balancing today. And, and I think it's a fair statement to say that you don't know what's going on in someone's world um, and you can't always assume that our our worlds are alike because they're all very, very right. different. So Absolutely. I think 
all of those elements are very important to this. And I think you you have to be aware of that and you also have to take that into consideration. And I, I think in some cases, we used to sort of check that at the lobby of the office that you were walking into. And, and I don't mm -hmm. think that you can do that anymore. I, I absolutely think that it's a critical part in the way in which we interact with individuals within our business. Absolutely, I think it's important to recognize that people, the boundaries of work uh, are also very blurry now, right? And yeah. and I've been hearing a lot more from the folks that I work with about people feeling burnt out, feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, their bosses not realizing that, you know, they're working 12 hours a day. And um, and those are the things I think that need to be sort of brought to the, to the front, uh, having that awareness of what's going on with people. And it's so interesting because, you know, it is something that is getting a lot of attention more so now than it had in the past. But I mean, it really, when you describe it the way that you just mm -hmm. describe it and the impacts of it, it makes you stop and think for a second, like, why has this not been a bigger topic up until this point? Well, I think the answer to that is that people often thought that uh, IQ, right? Your intelligence was what was the driver behind your success. But then what we've realized and what uh, Daniel Goleman has been talking about over the last, since the 90s, uh, late mid to late 90s, is your ability to get along with people, to interact with people successfully, that drives success, right? So, you know, people who are um, assertive rather than aggressive, leaders who are authoritative instead of being authoritarian, those are the people who get ahead more, who have better relationships. So your ability to get along with other people is really what drives your success. And so, and again, it's it's success in all relationships, right? So it's not just success at work. It's not just whether or not you want to be the CEO of the company or a rising manager. It's what kind of relationships would you like to have with your kids? What kind of relationships would you like yeah. to have with your spouse? Yeah. What kind of relationships would you like to have with your team? Uh, to make teams work really effectively, it helps when people are focused on um, how to collaborate, how to engage, how to resolve conflict. All of that is driven by emotional intelligence. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Smith, I mean, it's interesting because we, you know, we're calling this show Forever Skills. And mm -hmm. so we're basically considering this a skill. And you, you know, kind of validated that by saying, well, it might not be a skill, but it's a skill set for sure. Um, but when you talk about skills or even skill sets, it implies a couple things. It implies, first off, it implies levels. In other words, you might be really mm -hmm. good at it. You might have a high skill level and be, you know, be at a high skill level, or you might need some help building it because you might just sit at a lower level. And at the same time, when you talk, call something a skill, it also implies you can learn it or build it or get better at it. So a little bit of a multi-pronged question here, which is, first off, can we measure our emotional intelligence skill level? In other words, is there any way for me to know how emotionally intelligent I am? And then on top of that, are there ways I can get better at it or like become more emotionally intelligent? Yes and yes. <laughs> Just the, sh the short version of it. So yes, it can be measured. Um, uh, Dr. Travis Bradbury has a book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Uh, he has taken a lot of the work uh, from uh, Daniel Goleman and uh, really standardized a lot of it. And so they're in the, if, you, if you get that book uh, in the back, it gives you like a code to do their assessment uh, online and it gives you a snapshot 
of where you are in the four quadrants. So the four quadrants are self-awareness, what you know about yourself, and self-management, so your ability to manage your own behavior. Social awareness, how well you understand the emotions and how they show up in other people. And then the fourth quadrant is relationship management. So it measures all four mm. quadrants. Mm. And then they give you, I think in the book actually, it gives you ideas on uh, how to get better. I, To me, emotional intelligence is all about a set of skills that you can build upon. It's like going to the gym and lifting weights. You know, in the beginning, it might feel uh, pretty weak, but then the more you practice at it, as with everything, you get stronger. So for example, if you do an assessment and you see that you're really strong, for example, in you know two or three of the quadrants, so you may be really cool at self-awareness, you have a lot of curiosity about yourself, you may be really good at managing your, mo your, your behavior, but maybe you don't pick up cues uh, in other people as well, and or your listening skills could use a little bit of tweaking. So those it helps you identify which areas you might be weaker at and then have um, a set of ideas on how to, to do that better. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because I, I love the reference to the set of skills um, because I, I think that's, um, and I love the relationship to, you know, like working out, like it's it's challenging at first, but I, I think the outcome of, of what you're able to achieve and accomplish, I think are just, uh, I mean, it, it's so important, I think, to be able to create uh, culture and be able to um, create an environment um, where people are the most productive because they feel like you as individuals that work with them are able to relate to. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting because I think it, it becomes, it's not about we want necessarily to be an environment where we share, I would say, too much, right? Because there's the, there's a balance, right? But sure, at the same absolutely. time, I, I I think that there's a, a, an understanding of just being aware of of some of the challenges that exist for others that might be part of a larger team. I think are really important. So I think you know, in terms of skill building, I think one of the things, one of the first things I often suggest to my clients to do is to really focus on being curious. Uh, be really mm, curious about great. yourself, be really curious about other people. You know, when you find yourself, um, you know, in a, in a difficult conversation or a difficult situation, think about, you know, what, why am I thinking this way? What, what is triggering this feeling in me? Be really curious about uh, your thoughts, about your feelings and about your own behavior. That is how you develop self-awareness. You know, when you're in interactions with other people, uh, you know, notice their nonverbals. What are they, what is their facial expression telling you? What is the tone of their voice telling you? What is the, the way that they're speaking telling you? Are they excited? Are they feeling down? Um, when you pay attention to that stuff, you know, even if you're on Zoom and a Zoom call or on a phone or whatever, you can pick up on how other people are doing and what's going on. And if you're a leader and you're giving some information and it, being able to tell if it's falling flat is really important, right? Uh, being able to see if your team members are struggling, that's really important. So being able to, to cultivate a sense of curiosity about yourself and others, I would say, is the first place to start when you're trying to build uh, this set of skills. Yeah, that's great. 
I, I love Be Curious. That yeah. that that's one that I'm I will wondering hang if we don't to. do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that. Be, because I think it's interesting when when we sort of have some of these conversations and we have a lot of these uh, discussions internally. I always find it interesting because I think when you approach something that you're not as aware of um, from the perspective of curiosity and and looking to either better yourselves or better the team that that is trying to work on something together. I find that people are so much more willing to share because it's not just it's not just checking a box. There's curiosity and if someone I feel takes the time to probe on the curiosity side, I feel yes. like we owe the response, right? To 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 create some of the clarity or or create the environment that allows people uh to respond to that. So I, I find that fascinating. I love I love be yeah. Curious. Well, you know, the great thing about being curious is it 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 puts judgment to, to the side, right? So if someone's right. uh, asking you a question from a place of curiosity, you can usually sense that. You can feel that someone just actually wants to know something. They're not judging. And that really mm. makes, uh, you know, a big difference. Curiosity is one of the things that, I, again, I tell my clients, you develop that, ask the next question. Very yeah, important. I, I, yeah. I, I love that. Love, love, love that. So Dr. Samantha, before we sign off, is there anything that, I mean, this is such a big topic, but is there mm -hmm. anything that we should have asked but didn't, or are there any other things our listeners should know or be considering when it comes to this topic of emotional intelligence that we didn't discuss? Yeah, sure. We could talk for at least another half an hour or an hour about it. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> Uh, so what I would say, actually, just before we go, is that so one is to work on the curiosity. The second thing that I would say is also work on for yourself in terms of self-management is work on frustration, tolerance and patience. Those are two really important skills to build on. And the other key one that is also is important for both yourself and for your interactions with other people is empathy. So being empathic, being kind to yourself and in your interactions with other people is crucial to helping you strengthen your emotional intelligence. Hmm. So three things we all should be focusing on, frustration tolerance, increasing our curiosity and empathy. Those are yes. the three the three big things for, for folks to take away from this. Well, well, Dr. Samantha, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. Oh, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love this. I mean, Brian, there's like now there are all these sub, all these sub skills here from you know the uh, that you went through that I think could could potentially be their own episodes. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when you look at it, not necessarily a skill, but a skill set, set and yeah. those three factors, yep. right, that are in there. I think um, we all, if we all step back, because you know what, John, I have this conversation all day long and and with individuals and say you know don't don't get frustrated try to get to the root of what's causing that frustration um and try to better understand that because frustration and 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 the emotion of frustration doesn't solve anything it just actually makes the situation worse but if you can really again be curious and get to the reasons why exactly. you know that frustration yeah. is happening in my mind um that really that really solves it's, it's for, for everything and it is interesting because emotional intelligence can almost be its own its own podcast series <laughs> right yeah. because Absolutely. there's so many subsets to it this is uh, this was great 
Yeah, I hope I hope everybody that's out there listening enjoyed this one as well. Of course, if you want to join and continue the conversation, um, be sure to do that in the comment section. We'll be back soon with another episode. But for now, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>